10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the rocket fuel community. My name is Wack, today is August 27th, and it has not been a daily update for quite a while, so I'm really sorry about that. For those of you who didn't catch the last couple of episodes, I'm currently traveling, and this has been a bit chaotic, so I haven't been able to record. However, I'm here recording now, and I'm hoping that I'll be getting uh, some more regular episodes out over the next couple of weeks, and then going back to my regular cadence um, from September 12th. But um, until then, I'm going to hope to get as many episodes as I can out. And um, yeah, it's good to be back. I missed you all. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I want to talk about, um, I know that I said this a few weeks ago, and I'm only going to kind of plug this a couple of times. However, we are now at the end of the plug cycle um, because um, the Gitcoin round is about to end. So here I said, so if you um, donate to Git, uh, Rocket Fuel Gitcoin, you'll get a pop-up once someone makes the pop-up. Haha. <laughs> so at the moment, no one has made the pop-up, but um, um, I should get a pop-up done soon. Um, and once that's done, I'll be giving it out to the people who have donated. And as you can have a look over here on the Gitcoin page, that um, I have now received $324 of funding and that's from 92 contributors. So I'm hoping that that amount, um, you know, can um, have a nice push in the next couple of days. But I just want to thank everyone who has contributed because it's uh, really touching, right? Like that, um, you all have um, helped so much already. So thank you all for everyone who has contributed. I'm going to try to get a pull up to everyone who has. Um, and if I don't get that to you, um, like, I'll, I'll try my best to get that to you, but I can't really guarantee at the moment. Okay. Um, so since I've been traveling here, there's a picture of me and Roman uh, together. I finally learned how to pronounce it properly, which was amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I did a good job of it there. I think um, Roman's other partner can um, correct my pronunciation again if need be. But um, we met up um, a couple of days ago and we had a really nice chat um, for quite a while actually. And um, it was really wonderful to meet um, Ramana because uh, he's just like a super smart and like really, really cool person. And um, I feel like there's so many really, really cool people in the Rocket Book community. Like every single one that I've met in person and like spent you know, a good chunk of time with, um, I thought they'd been amazing. So that that was really really nice thing that happened and then another thing happened in like personal news for whack is i started um, a farcaster account i'm sorry if you can't see like the top of that page um yeah i started a farcaster account it's warpcast.com slash whack um i'll put the link of that in the uh, description so if you want to give it a follow i'm following people back um nixo is the one that um, got me invited so thank you nixo for that and um i will uh, try to post stuff on uh, farcaster and sometimes even maybe ahead of posting that stuff on um, twitter so let's get to the actual news now because i know a lot of you have been waiting for that 
um, the first news and some of the biggest news that we had was this uh, update from Maverick um, uh, on the 22nd saying hello everyone we've been advised that the below impacts rocket pool and have been asked to advise all users to withdraw their liquidity from the pool ASAP please note in the interest of getting the news out this has not been verified by rocket pool so as with anything with DeFi please be careful and do your own research before taking any action and here there was um, a Twitter from Balancer there was a post saying Balancer has received a critical vulnerability re uh, report affecting a number of version 2 pools emergency migration procedures have been executed to secure a majority of TVL but some funds remain at risk users are advised to withdraw effective LPs immediately so uh, there was um, some reports of vulnerabilities found in Balancer and um, a whole lot of people from the Rocket Pool community have their RE and RPL in Balancer pools that's because the IMC uses Balancer pools um, most favorably for the incentives management um, and those are the ones that you know we give most of our incentives through through um, bribing uh, protocols so um, this news you know really uh, got people moving and um, we got this news from Valve a little while later saying the list of effective pools with um, RETH or RPL so he says unmitigated withdrawal will be migrating uh, the mainnet 50 RETH 50 BBA USD pool the mainnet 50 RETH 50 BB Euler USD pool ZK EVM BREth BBO USD pool and then mitigated um, recommended withdrawal will be migrating so that's the Arbitrum RETH BBA uh, wrapped ETH BPT pool and then there's others as well so if you want to go and have a look at the full list um, there's a github link to the balancer page where they share the information so you can go and check if any of those were um, you were impacted in any of those just give me one second i just need to close some of these because i just have way too many tabs open today uh, sorry okay so um yeah i'm not sure what the status of the balancer stuff is right now um however um you know i think the vast majority of people are now safe and i'm not exactly sure how much was or wasn't lost but um, i don't think it was too bad i think um, um balancer were able to um, get everything done in the right way so they were able to uh, mitigate almost all the issues but um, please let me know if you want if you want me to add some more information to this and i'll dig into it a little bit <coughs> a little bit deeper and uh, try to find out what i can Okay, um, next we're going to be talking about um, the RETH premium and the ARB opportunities available. Um, so um, a lot of people who have RETH, uh, you know, a few days ago were starting to realize that um, there's a premium and that premium could add up to be, you know, three or four months worth of rewards. So it makes a lot of sense to um, trade that premium and capture those rewards for yourselves. So this person here, 0x622, FF67C um, was one of those people who could got one percent premium basically on their um, on their RETH. So they sold two thousand and sixty nine RETH for um, two thousand two hundred and fifty eight ETH. Um, so this was one of those people who kind of captured that um, that spread that premium. Um, however, there were a whole bunch of other people that were trying to capture the premium, and that was mostly being done through uh, Ramana Ramans. Uh, <laughs> 
um, Arbok. So here, um, Ramana um, said that um, they're setting up a new contract and he says, um, by the way, the new half contract is not yet deployed. Um, it does look like this, you know, the deposit pool is 18,000. Sell our ETH held in the contract of some ETH as much as we know we'll be able to replenish. Create a new mini pool, borrowing 24 ETH from the pool. Deposit the bought ETH into the pool to mint enough our ETH to repay the contract. Keep any remainder ETH as profit. So um, Ramana was coming up with some um, different strategies of how to like set up new ARB uh, bots. Um, and um, with some um, success so here there was like um, a bot that was showing um, ETH deposited into the deposit pool um, and what that looked like and then also um, also some uh, transactions about what, what what it's looking like but um, it looks like um, the rocket uni arb um, is still cheaper than the one inch one um, because of the way the gas is set up um, and um, one inch being expensive so there was a whole bunch of like you know work for being done on the arb of course uh, there being a premium on r8 means that um people want to arb and it makes sense for them to want to arb so um there are people working on making the arb as efficient as possible um, and then as you can see over here uh, the arb box were getting used quite nicely so um here we have dave you know the uh, founder of rocket pool um using uh, using the uh, rocket up and using the unibot so um, that was really cool to see um, and then yeah here's the, like what it looks like to um, to do that stuff and what it looks like when the arb is happening and then this this is, is actually like really really awesome so I said um, uh, here uh, Ramana said uh, uh, man, love it when Dave uses your thing, uh, which is really nice. And um, and then Dave actually responded by saying, I tried to use it over the weekend, but I was running into gas, gas issues despite me trying a different number of different values. You patched the issue overnight and the RE3 ratio went up during the interim. But honestly, this is such a great idea. I also used it when you first made it a while back. YOLO. Uh, we'll aim to execute the bounty on making this an official plugin for the Rocket Pool Smart Node stack soon. Credit where it's due. Great idea and execution, mate. So I really like that. You know, Dave took time to um, give some praise to Ramana on this situation because um, so many people in the community kind of work and do like really really great stuff. And um, I guess you know when uh, members of the team kind of uh, give you praise and support for your work. That's kind of like how it is for a kid, I guess, to get support and like uh, love and um, feedback from their parents when they, when they when, you know, from, from when they're kids. Um, it definitely feels like that. And um, I remember saying to Ramana as well that um, when, I don't know if it's here, I said, uh, um, it's not the same, but it makes me all feel all warm and fuzzy when someone in the team says they watch Rocket Fuel. So I think... Um, that was uh, the same kind of idea like I, I get that exact same feeling so um, it's really really awesome and I think uh, you know Ramaran deserves that respect um, for creating such a great tool and that's working so well for so many uh, node operators okay so speaking about some of the node operators for whom it's working well here we had Marco Barco who had started some um, bond reductions um, a whole lot of bond reductions 
like a whole lot of bond reductions. So um, you know, the premiums kind of been eaten away and um, a whole lot of the premium is actually now gone because uh, not only was Marco Bajo feasting, as we can see here um, over and over again, um, basically you know, starting their reduction and then um, starting the mini pools um, a little while later. But um, we also, uh, like can see here, you know, the, uh, the mini pools were created with the credit. So that was really cool. But um, here we had Thomas as well saying, is there a way to select multiple but not but not all mini pools for doing bond reduction? Like if I want to reduce bonds for mini pool number two to 51 on the list, um, and Pacha says you could invoke Rocket Pool API directly. <laughs> Vaka says buy arm. Um, Pacha says if you make a file with all the mini pool address separated by the new lines, I think I can give you a command to do it. Thomas says, okay, I can do that. Um, Pacha says, as in all the ones that you introduce, this will be a bit of an adventure. Make sure not to include LEP8s in the list. Um, and uh, Thomas says, I don't mean to make this any more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, Patches says, so the deal is the command exists. Rocket pool API mini pool begin reduce bond amount mini pool address new bond amount way. So we can do this with XRGs. I think I have no idea how to pronounce that. Um, we just need a list of mini pool addresses. And um, and then um, Thomas says, all right, I've got the list. And um, Patches says, can you give me the first address on the list and delete it from the file? We'll use that to test. And then there's the address. And then there's there's the information, and then Patch is basically giving live support to uh, Thomas about how to do it, and um, what it's all looking like, and Thomas says it looks like it's working. Just waiting for gas to drop a bit now. Uh, Ramana says so much for planning to up tomorrow. <laughs> I guess I hope Eigenlayer does restaking next week. So um, yeah, uh, not only did Thomas. Uh, check to see if it's working but he basically uh, reduced the bond on uh, 37 mini pools in one shot um, he did it so quickly that um, uh, <laughs> it didn't even go through <laughs> while he was doing them so it was pretty good but Thomas says thank you for the help um, this place is awesome patches is awesome said by Mad Matt which of course um, is, is totally true Okay, and then uh, that's of course the screenshot that uh, Patch shared with all the bond reductions starting. Um, and then you could see on um, events as well, where Thomas uh, initiated the bond reduction for the mini pool and the specific mini pools that he was doing that for. And um, it was working really well. So yeah, that was that was good stuff. And then um, you know, the bond reduction was initiated. And of course, then you've got the mini pool starting but with all these mini pools starting we got a new milestone that was reached which was um 27,500 mini pools have been created um which is which is really wonderful to see so that was that was very nice um milestones of course are always great and you know hitting this milestone 27,500 mini pools um yeah it's just been just in under two years and i'm hoping that you know we get that much in the next um maybe even uh, as we update to um, LEB4s, which we'll be talking about later. Um, maybe, I think, maybe not. Um, yeah, as we update to LEB4s, you know, we'll, we'll be able to double that number quite quickly, I think, hopefully, which would be really, really amazing to see. Okay, and then of course, we got another um, milestone here, which is the RE supply. 
uh, Jasper quickly took this screenshot because we've kind of been flirting with the 500,000 number for a while, but um, we shot up to 510,000 RE, which is a new all-time high as Jasper points out over here, which is um, really, really great to see. Um, and I think that, um, you know, um, we're, we're hitting new, new highs and um, I just hope that um, with there being a premium, we're able to keep node operators um, pumping out those um, LEB8s and the new validators just to keep everything like flying along because um, we really kind of stagnated there for a little while. I'm hoping that um, after the rewards checkpoint in three days time, we'll really start to fly with like potentially thousands of uh, bond reductions, I hope. Okay, oh, there's there's the milestones, 27,750, which is um, as of um, today. So we are in a really good position now. Like it's chugging along and um, everything's kind of growing. Okay, next I'm going to be talking about a few different governance things that are kind of ongoing. So the first one was um, allow mini pool deposits while under minimum RPL. Um, so we talked about this, um, you know, in one of the previous episodes about um, the benefits of making um, it easier to start new mini pools even when um, not uh, being above 10% um, and how um, how that should work. Um, and then Whisker says this should be quite worthwhile at 100% normal requirements. In most cases, the alternative is not simple, noticed but people simply not creating more mini pools at all. Removing barriers to more capacity is benefit enough for the protocol. Um, and Valdo says, I think the community consensus is clear that 100%, i.e. the same amount as a fresh node, is better than 110%. Opportunity to draft RPIP um, will RP pull request that and then sentiment poll. And then um, Fonox says, this leads us to a conclusion that node operators will still have incentives to create a new node instead. If they create a new node, they would get the RPL rewards um, for the newly created mini pool. But if they follow the procedure, uh, to keep on the current node, they won't get any RPL rewards. Is it worth the change if the incentives to Sybil would still be there? And Valdov says with 100% directionally helpful. If someone isn't making more minis due to inconvenience, that solves this. It won't solve cases where they want to maximize immediate RPL yield. Though no, there's no guarantee splitting is the best RP yield long term. Um, to, or maximize voting power. I think they'll need different tools there, like perhaps um, slightly greater capital efficiency for monolithic nodes with mega pools and node level collateral. And then there was a sentiment poll that was done, and here, um, sentiment poll time note that we've changed from 100%, 110% to 100% from the original, and support to move over, move into a vote. 96% of voters and undecided one, one, um, uh, one person of 4% of voters. So that was overwhelmingly supported moving to um, a forum, uh, sorry for the snapshot vote. Then we had Shifrin who asked some questions about retrospective award RPL amounts and um, what should happen with that and with the price changes that have taken place um, and um, what it means for the recalculate time of payment option. Um, so here there was a vote and this vote was a little bit um, less um, decisive as the previous one, but um, uh, recalculate the time of payment, had 63%, uh, leave the predetermined RPL amount as it is, 32%, and um, others please comment, uh, 5%. So uh, Ramana, um, Dr. Dufus, um, Valdorf and others, uh, Patches, um, and a whole lot of other people actually, like Jasper and, uh, and others, kind of weighed in on this and shared their opinions. 
um, and it looks like this will be moving to the next phase as well although I'm not exactly sure um, how so I'll let you all know when I know that I really should know as I'm a GMC member but it looks like um, Shifkin's already been recalculating some of the amounts because he was um, saying in trading earlier that he's been recalculating some of the amounts so I'm not exactly sure what the next step here is whether it needs to go to a PDAO vote or not but um, yeah it looks like uh, there'll be some interesting stuff that happens in this direction so if you are due a retroactive grant then um, you might be getting a little uh, bump in the RPN amount you were expecting. Okay, um, next we have this post about the GMC Treasury USD diversification. So this is new, so I'll go into a bit more detail about it. So it says below is a proposal to add USDC to the GMC Treasury. Motivation encouraging external participation by including USDC payments we attract diverse applicant pool, leveraging more GMC funds for protocol growth applicants can conven uh, conveniently opt for RPL or USDC compensation. Plan starting in September, the GMC converts 20% of inflow payments to USD per month. Given the historical context, the current price of RPL is comparatively low. This promises us to adopt a gradual approach to accumulating USDC holdings over time, rather than making a significant trade at the current price. Statistics. The GMC receives about 3,275 RPL per month at an RPL price of $25. That amounts to, well, that's already out there, amounts to $81,875, um, whereas um, 16,375, which is 20%, would be set aside for USDC. Obtaining statistics such as the number of applicants favoring USD over RPL proved challenging. Uh, determining the optimal allocation was complex, given that a substantial portion of the funds would be reserved for prospective applicants who might not have engaged without the USD alternative. Here's a quote taken from Donda Chaka. In the ideal world for me, all applicants specify payment amount as a USD value. Recipients choose payment denomination, either USD or RPL in their applications. If they choose RPL, their exchange rate is locked at that time. The GMC has a USDC reserve. RPL-denominated payments are funded out of the current reserve. The USD-denominated payments are funded out of the USDC reserve or by selling RPL at award time, determined at the discretion of the GMC. If there's no USDC reserve or not enough USDC in it, the latter option is used. For convenience, the corresponding amount of RPL could also be used at the current exchange rate. For bounties, because the recipient is not known upfront, I suggest the payment denomination should always be in USD until the time that an applicant uh, claims bounty compensation completion, at which point they can change it. I try to outline an approach that could utilize, but wouldn't strictly depend on the treasury diversified against volatility. The other goal is to have a process that makes denomination and risk clear from the beginning and to minimize the impact of uh, RPL price change to the GMC itself by neatly locking in exchange rates in a precise manner. And then how does the protocol with our feel about this? Add USDC to the GMC treasury. I agree with the proposal above, 54%. Keep everything RPL for now, 38%. Add USDC to the GMC treasury, but under different parameters, 8%. So here Space Cadet says, I voted to keep RPL for now. And that includes, you know, people can sell their RPL once they receive it. Uh, people see this as more a selling pressure. Uh, payout should be RPL equivalent to USD value agreed on date pay is being made and then this would be uh, what would be negated now only way this benefits the gmc is if rpl usd goes down 
but then there's almost like a hedge by the GMC which doesn't promote confidence that the GMC thinks RPLUSD will go up. Could be wrong with my interpretations, but this is first impression. And Dondo says this is absolutely a hedge. RPL has proven to be a volatile token. No matter what, how bullish you are, the reserve will get the GMC uh, some ability to avoid selling RPL. And more points as well and shifting says i was i would contend that establishing safety cushion to finance repairs in the face of potential price collapse would significantly more significance than any potential selling pressure amounting to around fifteen thousand dollars per month considering the elimination of the retroactive cap and the subsequent recalculation we are effectively granting nearly double the amount of rpl to specific recipients this impact could be mitigated substantially with diversified diversified treasury in place a forward-looking reallocation of 20 percent uh, of presents a gradual plan offering the dual benefits of stability in mid-market volatility and heightened accounting efficiency by adding usd we could extend the scope of potential applicants enhancing the overall application pool so yeah there was some really good points there so if you are interested in any of these discussions please pop into the dow forums and go give them um you know um, interact with them and like share your ideas okay next we have a whole bunch of updates about um, client updates so we're going to start with this one first there's a new bisu version 23.7.1 so robocop's gone mad uh, shared this information however very quickly it um, realized that there were some problems with that version of bisu so here there's a psa on eth staker saying eth docker users don't update bisu and then um Later, they said, you know, this has been um, resolved. You can safely update. So, BSU 23.7.1 is out, but the latest tag on the Docker uh, Hub pulls 23.1.3 instead and until it's fixed. An update would cause a downgrade, which in turn throws the database for a loop. So, I recommend hanging loose until the tag has been updated to correctly pull 23.7.1. You can safely use ETH Docker with BSU, just don't update. Um, and then um, this, you know, um, as this uh, situation was arising before it got fixed, um, here, um, Yorick shared information about it, saying, hold up, guys, um, the tag is not working properly, and it'll mess up your uh, DB, your database when you download, um, and Joe asked, is it just the latest tag, and Yorick said yes, so it was just a matter of actually fixing that tag, so, um, yeah, there was, um, there was some information there and it seems like it got worked out quite quickly. So that is good to see. Um, and then Joe um, gave us an update about um, Bloxroute ethical. And he said, as of right now, the Bloxroute ethical really has been shut down as expected in the above announcement. As a reminder, if you have MEV boost enabled and are using the Bloxroute ethical relay or unregulated no sandwiching profile, this relay will no longer work. We will remove it in the next smart node update. So that's been sunsetted. Um, we also had an update from Prism saying the new Prism client was released version 4.8, uh, sorry, 4.0.4.0.8. This release is recommended. See release notes for details. And then we also had um, an update from um, Nimbus here saying that their version um, 23.8.0 came out and um, it has some information here about what is included in that and how it all works so go give that a read if you are a nimbus user 
and then finally we had information from Lordstar saying the Lordstar user incentive program has ended thanks to all of those who participated and shout out to Mega Labs for their support in analyzing validated data prize eligibility and what happens next is below in this link um, so um, it was a uh, for people who um, proposed using Lordstar they were um, you know able to get in on that $25,000 price so if you use Lordstar um, you might be winning that I don't think the winners have been announced yet but maybe they have by now but um, I'm not sure I haven't seen any news of the winners of that when I do I'll let you all know okay next um, we had um, some issues of another service um, actually no we're gonna come back to that later so um, the, what I would cover next is the smoothing pool so as you know you know the smoothing pool got a nice big block um, a few weeks ago and here we saw the smoothing pool take over to 400 over 400 ETH let's have a look to see where it is right now so um, I will use the random channel and run the command um, smoothing pool no one's run it recently so we are at 474 um, and this is over 24 days and 16 hours so we have three days left in the smoothing pool and i'm fairly confident that that will hit over 500 eth this month which is you know a very respectable target and um, a very respectable milestone so um, good job smoothing pool operators because that's pretty nice okay next we're going to be talking about a bunch of incentives and partnerships that are happening so pancake swap as you all know you know incentivizes um rocket pool tokens so here we had a tweet saying a new rpl uh, setup pool is now live on Ethereum's pancake swap stake cake to an RPL. So 500 cake stake limit will last for 48 hours. So this, I guess, is already old news. So sorry about that. Um, and then we all have some more information here about um, some more Ethereum pancake swaps. So these are our ETH stuff. So there's the our ETH, ETH pool at 0.05%. Um, and there's got cake multiplier upgrades. And then there's also the Bitcoin pair that also has uh, rewards and incentives there so you put, add you know liquidity to the lps and in return you get uh, cake rewards which is really nice to see so thanks for that pancake swap okay um next i want to talk about this story from benjamin here who is a part of Rubicon financing and Benjamin and reaching out on behalf of Rubicon an on-chain order book protocol built on Arbitrum base and optimism we want to propose an incentive program where we believe we could be a great fit for the IMC's layer 2 liquid strategy uh, we would like to run a liquidity campaign in RETH for all your layer 2's that we feel more efficient than the existing programs we can reward specific plus or minus uh, x depth as well as volume and any other KPIs you all may want to target. Noticing that majority of your outstanding programs with AMMs, we couldn't help but think that our new offering will provide a better return on investment on your RPL inflation for liquidity and more customizability for targeted program. Moreover, we can run this for you on any network that Rubicon supports, including BASE. Uh, we're calling this new offering DDMM, 
democratized designed market making as a framework for incentive programs where asset issuers can reward active liquidity providers, market makers on a specific trading pair on Rubicon. DDMM programs can be customized to meet the asset issuers needs regarding market volume, order book depth and other KPIs. At the end of the program, incentives are airdropped to the addresses that earn rewards from um, actively providing liquidity on the relevant pairs according to the relative weight score they earned. And then it was giving information saying that we can do this for our ETH or RPL, be efficient, cost-effective way to incentivize healthy L2 liquidity for Rocket Pool ecosystem. And there was some more information there. Um, and Baldov uh, pointed out like, um, you know, they made the point that they feel is more efficient. And Valdov says, can you, can you provide any backing for this? The other thing we need to get to consider is security. Please point us to audits, bounty programs, and let us know how long you've been up and running with real money. So then uh, Benjamin went on and explained why, you know, he thinks it's more um, efficient. Um, and he said that we've completed two audits and planning to launch an immune bounty program in the coming weeks. Our bounty will go live after the findings of a second audit uh, to go publicly um, live hopefully soon, uh, and um, live in OP for three years of the project where we have been running the DDMM for two months, experiencing almost uh, over $20 million in trading volume, just from our generalized program optimism, mainly starts on July 1st. Please let me know if you can elaborate, if I can elaborate any more context. And then Valo um, says user security matters too, not just IMC fund security, and there's um, some more back and forth. and. Um, um, Jasper says, you know, order books for our ETH intuitively makes sense for me given the fairly predictable market. And then there were other, some of the back and forths here as well. So if you're curious in this discussion, then definitely go and check out that. Um, and then uh, Thomas came in and said, I want to drop in and voice my strong support of and trust in Rubicon. I've been friends with the team for a while and angel investing in the protocol. These guys are all high integrity builders with a long term mindset. I think a trial run on Rubicon will be very worthwhile for the IMC. Um, and uh, Valdo says, yeah, we saw a familiar face. So that was um, pretty cool. Um, another thing that was really cool is this um, Aave, um, Aave limit of RPL deposits has been hit. So there was a cap of 210,000 uh, RPL that was available to um, deposit into um, into Aave, uh, that is now capped. So there's no more space to put RPL into Aave um, to, you know, for the purpose of it being lent out. Um, that is currently earning a reward of 0.85% APY, which means that, you know, only 66,000 of the, um, of the 105,000 is being borrowed right now. And those people who have borrowed that 66,000 RPL are, um, are currently paying um, 3.41%. Of course, you know, 3.14% has to be uh, spread out across all 210,000 RPL, which is why the the amount is, you know, nearly, a, I guess, a third, just over a third. Um, so the borrow cap is at 105,000. Um, and then once, you know, the amount start getting higher, then the um, interest rate will, will go up very quickly um, as it goes to um, the higher numbers. So this was really great to see that um, you know the RV pool is now um, doing like sitting very pretty and um, 
now we just need to get more people borrowing from there and i think once we start hitting the upper limits of that then we might see the the size of the pool increase again so that was that was pretty good stuff i'm really happy to see that happening okay um moving on we're going to be talking about jasper for a few minutes here so jasper of course is still not back on twitter which is an abomination um i guess you know that's going to be it for jasper's twitter life he'll probably end up making a new twitter account i think um but um here he had a post about um lsts he says let's talk about the future of lsts this one eth finance of course um, this is there are roughly two types of LST roadmaps out there. You have horizontal scaling through the addition of new modules, and you have vertical scaling through the use of new protocols built on top of the existing one. You can make a weak analogy of the modular versus monolithic chains, but it doesn't hold, as both of the aforementioned routes are types of modularization, as I will explain below. So he goes on to explain vertical scaling and how um, this is a pathway that Ethereum itself is taking. Um, and then this is the model that rocket pool is currently pursuing as well uh, about how the base layer is scaling as quickly as it can safely uh, while the layer two ecosystems um, continues to build one of those of course is node set the premier example of this node set will you know let you deposit your eth or your rpl separately and it will send that to node operators they stake on your behalf and then he goes on to um, talk about how um, how you know this um, compares to um, people building like a Lido fork on top of Rocket Pool. He goes shout out to NodeSet for making an even better reality. And then um, this is a major benefit of the L2 approach is that NodeSet can more easily experiment with design than the main Rocket Pool contracts can. You don't have to risk upgrading the base layer and can actually move towards ossification. Economic abstraction also means that NodeSet can build systems for people who only want to stake ETH or only want to stake RPL or both. And then there's information about DVT here. And then he says the other type of scaling is horizontal. And this is what Lido are doing. And then how that's kind of like worked out for them and what the problems of this approach are and uh, what the issues are. He says, I only discussed Rocky Pool and Lido here, but virtually all protocols are following one of the above routes. And since most started centralized, most are following the Lido route. Um, I'm very interested to see what route Diva chooses as is DVT from the ground up. It could make sense to become a plug-in network. In summation, Rocket Pool and Lido are following different roadmaps that analogize very well to the modern world of modern Ethereum scaling roadmaps. These routes each have their pros and cons and likely to shape how the protocol um, had their origins. Lido was centralized and growth maxi from the get-go. Rocket Pool was restrained and prioritized decentralization over faster launch times. One of these is following Daddy Ethereum, the other sits at 33% of the network. And then um, Logri started making comments, Great Vampire, Nixo came in and made some really comments. Uh, Jasper told her that he's Jasper, and she's like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> so um, yeah, but um, it was a really nice post that you can go on like read in a little bit more detail if you go to Reddit. But the link, of course, is below for you to check out. Um, Jasper then was sharing some other bread that he's been like kind of coming across recently. He says, I'm talking with a friend of mine who is a quantitative analyst to do a redux of Ken's research, but based on the bonding curve. Um, so Ken's research, of course, is about um, LEBs, I think. I think that's what's being referred to here. And um, 
Joseph Oyer, and he says incremental reduced collateral. So how that would work and the steps it would take. Um, so that was a little bit of bread that Jasper was dropping there. And um, then next we had some more teasing from Jasper that was taking place. This was the Moon's uh, trading thread saying no one here is bullish enough on Rocket Pool mega mega pools next year instead of silos of collateral all collateral will be linked allowing for scaling bond width size one eth mini pool one eth bond mini pools are very likely coming this is the upgrade that enables rocket pool to compete with lido at a massive scale we can also reduce the 14 percent commission with it so let me give you a quick update of how this works as far as my understanding goes at the moment so say right now you know you have one leb eight you need to provide eight ETH of security for that for that validator because each validator is one single entity they don't talk to your one validator doesn't talk to the other validator there's no way of kind of like putting all that together or you know punishing them or um, uh, sanctioning them or penalizing them or anything like that with mega pools however what will happen is um, all your different validators will be on one contract so um, it's, it'll be much easier to kind of like communicate back and forth with those what that will enable is the more ETH you have in that contract, like the more LEB8s you have, the more ETH there is there to kind of like punish you with. So if you try to steal, um, if you try to steal um, a big MEV block, um, you know, if you had two uh, eight ETH uh, LEBs, then you have 16 ETH of security there, meaning that the chances of getting a 16 ETH block are much, much, much smaller than getting an 8 ETH block, which means, sorry, yeah, um, then getting an 8 block, which means that um, it's going to be much less likely for you to steal that. So what then can end up happening is you can start reducing the ETH collateral required as you get more and more ETH in that contract. So eventually, you know, you might have someone who's got um, 10 LEB8s, and that's 80 ETH in there. The chance of getting a block that is 80 ETH has only happened twice in the history of Rocket Pool in a year and a half, over nearly two years now. Um, so that means that, you know, the that's astronomically low chance, which means as you get more and more ETH in there, you can start giving that person more and more validators requiring less and less ETH as collateral. So eventually, you know, after maybe like say 80 ETH or 100 ETH, whatever number, you know, is deemed um, safe, you can start reducing um, the LEB requirements um, overall and giving that person more and more validators so much so that you know if they have 100 ETH in their contract you could give them 100 validators at one ETH bond each um, and that is going to be really really exciting because um, of course you know with the smaller your bond your ETH bond the less commission you need to charge to get outsized rewards just like you get higher rewards at 14% commission with LEB8 than you did with 20% commission with um, LEB16s. So as you move to LEB4s, 2s and 1s, we can reduce that uh, commission down to you know 10%, uh, well 12%, 10%, maybe even 8% while also increasing the rewards for the node operator. So there's some really, really wonderful stuff that's going to happen with this. It's extremely exciting. And I think that's why Jasper's saying that like not enough people here are bullish on this. You really need to be bullish on this. Okay, next we had um, this uh, um, Rocket Pool um, Reddit post saying 
this governance email going out is this legit saying i just got an email from claim at rocketbook.net about version 3 token down governance is there any bu there's a button to click so i of course i clicked it and shared my private key laughing emoji i couldn't find anything on here or twitter about it is anything officially released about this so it turns out that you know they uh, there's a scam that's going around and they're spoofing the rocket pool email address and um, they're trying to send emails to people to get them to interact with um, a bad contract and steal their um, tokens. Oh, sorry, I accidentally closed that. I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, so uh, please be careful on what links you click. Um, don't click any links from emails. Um, you know, the person here, um, leaves for life. They did the right thing by asking. You know, it's better to ask uh, a question that might appear to be, uh, you know, not intelligent by people than to have, than to lose like a whole lot of crypto. So um, I think that's fine. You know, this is okay. If, if there's a scam going around, it also highlights and brings attention to that. So I think that is, that's a good thing. Okay. Next we have this um, buy that came from um, Ethereal Capital and it kind of like sparked a discussion because what happened is, uh, you know, there was a buy order found that came through CowSwap and of course CowSwap is supposed to work in a way where um, the user doesn't get um, front run or sandwiched or anything like that. However, it looks like, um, you know, um, Ethereal Capital here who's buying 4,167 RPL, actually even a little bit more than that, 5,265 RPL, um, got front run by Jared, uh, Jared from Subway Bot, um, who's kind of like been feasting on some of these buys and uh, then kind of working working out after that. So um, this is actually supposed to happen. So um, there was a whole discussion that kind of started about this and um, I'm trying to find where the discussion was. However, I can't find it now. So sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know where it's gone. But yeah, it, there was a discussion that kind of came up about it because um, that isn't supposed to happen, right? Like, um, CowSwap uses uh, Flashbots to have, uh, you know, onto the, a private mempool kind of thing. And um, they uh, include their blocks with builders, so they're not supposed to be able to do the front run. So it's um, kind of interesting that um, Jared was able to take a nibble of, of this even though CowSwap was used. So... I think the idea is that you know you have to set really tight slippage amounts and um and you need to kind of have that in place but um if i get some more information about that i will share that with all of you okay next i want to take a second to talk about the ethereum validator queue um right now we're down to 21 days 18 hours which is absolutely amazing to see and the reason for that is because um, this uh, is going to really help Rocket Pool like have a burst of expansion right after the next rewards period goes live. Um, I really think that we're going to eat through all 18,000 of the ETH in the deposit pool. Um, I don't know how long lived that's going to be, but I think that there might be a few hundred, many hundred, hopefully, um, new validators that come online from Marco Barco and Thomas kind of feasting on the ARB that while it lasts, but then also just kind of bond reducing because it's more profitable for them to do that and also to um, um, make sure that they can get their validators online within 28 days, of course, because that will help them 
not um, lose any RPL rewards for that period. So I've been like watching this number and now it's down to 21 days, 18 hours. It means that after the um, reward snapshot, they'll, they'll have a few days worth of time to be able to reduce all their, all their validators, which is really cool to see. Okay, um, MadeStyle here had an update saying um, Gravito opened mint caps again and uh, some people are waiting for this. So um, the RETH is um, getting getting filled already. So if we have a look at that, um, RETH is at uh, 6.6 million minted with a mint cap of 7.5 million and um, others are well short of the limits as well, except to be LUSD. Uh, that's pretty much always bang at the limit. Um, so they've also added a Frax ETH. I guess that happened just now, and that has no um, ETH deposited to mint um, Gry yet. But um, as as that comes through, I'm sure that they'll be um, adding incentives and other things for that as well in the coming days. But their ETH vault is definitely the biggest one that they have, with the second being uh, Lido's wrapped ETH. Um, but that's nearly half as big. So um, RETH is definitely doing a really good job on Gravita. It's definitely its uh, best um, asset that they're accepting as collateral. Okay, another uh, update here came from Maverick who shared a Dune Analytics dashboard of um, Index Corp's um, ICR ETH, which of course is a leveraged um, RETH staking yield token um, that's coming out of Index Corp and um, it kind of like shared this uh, this post about it where well sorry this Dune Analytics dashboard where you can kind of read it however um, it wasn't all like um, roses here because Val kind of shared some um, some information about it so Ramana, uh, Ramana was uh, talking about um, using that and um, about using that, but it says, looks like the token has been deployed, uh, but Noshua said, I wouldn't touch it. So then the question became, you know, why why wouldn't you touch it? It looked, Ramana says it looks awesome. And then Noshua says, I wouldn't touch it because I don't like burning money. Uh, Ramana says it's supposed to make us money. Um, and Noshua says, borrowing ETH and RV is too expensive to make a profit from this strategy. And I think they even have a fee on top. So then he says, oh dear, you mean our ETH yields are too low? And Noshua says, the delta between the two is not what you want it to be. And uh, Ramana says, not RV's fault, it's ours. But it's not really ours either. It's just the ETH borrow rate is so expensive on RV because so many people want to borrow ETH. And then Ramana says, thank you for saving my life. And um, yeah, that's not to say that, you know, this product won't be profitable in the future, but once, once it happens, it'll be a really nice um, leveraged RETH tool. Um, it's just right now, um, with the market conditions the way they are, it's not it's not a good tool to use for that reason. Um, but you'll just be losing money, basically, as Noshua points out. So definitely, you know, if you're going to ape into ICRETH, please be careful about that. And um, Ramana and uh, Noshua will, you need to thank them for, you know, saving your life. <laughs> Okay, next we have the story of um, Beko, who uh, was a node operator with Rocket Pool, who stopped being a node operator and exited their nodes. So I want to read out the story because I think this is quite a common thing that's happening right now. 
and um, I just want to share it with all of you all so you can kind of become aware of the mentality of some of the node operators out there. So Mbeko says, hi, I want to leave some feedback here. This is not to offend anyone, but I feel like feedback should be given when actions are taken. He says, I have over the last few days exited my eight mini pools. The reason for this is RPL exposure. I've done my research about RPL up front and had my doubts about the tokenomics as this price is limited. Um, understanding can only can only not decrease if the number of validators keeps growing and growing. The pace required for that will in the long term exceed the number of validators that the ETH chain can onboard, and that's not taking into account the distribution, another inflationary component to the DAO. I still give I'll still give give it a try because I figured that the increased rewards might outweigh that for a little for a while, but and I've since had to buy more RPL due to the drop in price three times. Yes, I came at an unfortunate time. At this point, exposure to RPL is not justifiable for me personally. This decision might be ill-informed as I'm certainly not the most competent when it comes to fully understanding Rocky Pool's uh, mechanics, but I cannot justify the exposure for myself. That said, I want to express my gratitude and appreciation for the extremely helpful and competent community here, as well as the extremely um, well-done software. My, for my research over the past few weeks, I've absolutely failed to find any other software that's easy and clear to understand and deal with as the Rocket Pool stack. The work here, uh, done here is absolutely impressive. So this is a shame that, you know, the, the price has kind of like put a bunch of people in this position. It kind of makes sense, you know, they don't want to be in unprofitable positions by not earning on their RPL. You know, they could have used that ETH instead to spin up another solar validator or um, even by our ETH, I guess, um, they'll still be getting rewards on that. Like that would be more than more than what they're getting now. But I'm hoping that, you know, the RPL price will rally soon and put people like Mbeko and, you know, nearly 30% of mini pools that are out there um, that are currently under collateralized. It will make them all collateralized again and really help them um, get back on track. But it's a shame that things like this are happening. Um, you know, we want more node operators to come instead of node operators to leave. But I'm really hoping that, you know, the developments in the next few months that are taking place on many different fronts will um, yield some positive results. Okay, moving on to some other topics now here, we're gonna start with Valdorf saying, I posted together some thoughts on Stata for someone on the internet and I figured I might as well share them here. Um, Val says, I believe Stata went lower on the ETH bond than is secure and they cut off conversation about it. They actually blocked me during technical discussions. I've written up this risk analysis for Rocket Pool, but it applies to Stata too. Stata have made some real yellow flag choices, like making the withdrawal address less secure. Note that particular issue doesn't apply if you use all nodes. Stata violated open license source licensing, uh, Rocket Pool's GPL version 3, when they refused to share Stata node code for a while despite distributing it. I worry about the value of the SD token as a rough fundamental minimum value for either RPL or SD. I use and there's a formula here and he says you can go to market cap to per token view by dividing by supply. The relevant L, um, LST TVL is a future expectation not a current one but the point stands. He says for Rocket Pool that is a 0.0028 ETH but for Stata, that works out with 0.00052 ETH. 
He says this implies that Stadium needs to be 53 times Rocket Pool's LST TVL to justify the current price of the token, and that's assuming no permission validators. So their token is vastly overinflated in price, uh, even compared to um, Rocket Pool's, which some people you know kind of compare that to uh, Lido and say that it is um, overpriced too, but. Um, the speculative um, value increase is like a 3x, whereas, I'm sorry, 4x right now, maybe actually even 5x, sorry, 5x right now, whereas for stated it's 53x. So that's a very, very different margin of error there um, and a speculative premium even there. So um, definitely keep all those things in mind if you are thinking of going with Stata. Um, Mambo-san shared this uh, um, screenshot saying um, is poap.xyz doing something with Amex and they have something called member collectibles and this is commemorate your favorite Amex events and experience experiences with free digital mementos and then you can get started which is available to US um, basic consumer card members um, and Basically what it is, is the POAP are integrating with Amex, which is really cool to see. And um, yeah, that's that's uh, really nice that, you know, there's this, these kind of things are happening in Web3. Of course, I mentioned POAP because we all love POAP at uh, Rocket Pool and use it constantly. So um, that's really, really good news. Okay, um, now we're gonna cover some information about beaconchain.in. Um, beaconchain.in. Um, it's been giving up some errors these last few days about uh, missed attestations. People have been getting notifications about attestations that have been missed, even though no attestations have actually been missed. So that is definitely something to um, keep in mind. Um, you know, just stay on top of your load security and your load health because um, there might be some there might be some issues there. I don't think it's fully fixed yet. So um, as I get more information about that, I will definitely let you all know. Okay, next we had this um, um, discussion on uh, ETH Finance about um, Karpatki, which is um, a DAO um, investment management um, system slash person um, and um, a Bagog Bagogel, I think, uh, 12 here on ETH Finance says, with Lido now reaching 33% of all staked ETH, renewed discussions are emerging regarding why one should refrain from staking with Lido. First and foremost, Nani Ryan emphasizes the critical nature of the situation, you know, saying any actor being this big is a critical threat. Um, since there are dozens of great solutions out there protecting capital by staking with minority solution, this is nonetheless um, considered the following course. Lido's STETH democratizes access to the risks and benefits of validation without compromising liquidity or fungibility. It has other features that make it suitable decentralized reserve currency in the internet of value. And then there's link. And then here, um, Karpatki says, after being elected as one of the members of the Lido Treasury Management Committee, um, we'll be leveraging our network to actively push for the establishment of STETH as Ethereum's reserve currency. So um, here, Bagobel goes on to say, Bago Gel goes on to say, um, have you ever come across these individuals? If you've been following the daily discussions, you might have seen posts from Horog, posts in yesterday's daily, and um, user PA7X1 in the past. Kapatki and StakeFi, um, Stakehouse Financial, um, are managing the finances of some of the largest DAOs in this space and the active delegates. 
the DAOs include Gnosis, um, Cow with $264 million, ENS $300 million, balance is $6 million, and they're also involved in Lido's Treasury Management Committee um, link, and it says $60 million. StakeFi has also deep connections into Maker um, with their strategic finance core unit. He says, Carpatki's uh, role in treasury management is immensely important and significantly contributes to a project's success. Carpatki has also done an excellent job visualizing their financial reports and activities. They can be viewed here and there's a link to the reports. So how these funds are being utilized? Like Gnosis now, for example, holds 70% or 147 million in Lido's STE. They also hold smaller amounts, circa 1% of their um, amount in uh, of STE in RETH and Anchor ETH. Primary liquidity provision is from Balancer. Why Balancer? I have no particular bias against Balancer, but it's worth noting that Karpatki also manages Balancer's funds. Pushing Karpatki to consider other LSTs. Uh, there's no conflict of interest, plainly, largely because none of their mandates are a secret. The only incentive is to work in the interest of the endowments and treasuries that they help manage. Is this true? Let's see with their actions. Just recently, Karpatki has written um, Ave Governance Forum link and I quote, we've historically deployed, borrowed, and staked a combined uh, 26.51 million worth of liquidity uh, positions uh, in both Aave version 2 and version 3. When we speak of we, they don't mean their funds as Carpatki DAO, but as funds are control of Gnosis DAO. They're openly pushing their client funds uh, networks for collaboration, even without explicit ex uh, instructions to do so. And then there's some, like a quote there. It says the strategy is clear with Gnosis, they exercise control of a substantial DAO fund and have deep involved, personal involvement in Lido DAO and leverage their network to gain access to other funds as well. Karpatki does even probably acknowledge this tr uh, approach. One cannot help but wonder if this aligns with the best interests of the DAOs they are serving or if we are witnessing the formation of a cartel with a small group holding substantial control. Time will tell. So this is a tweet that I put out a while ago in response to um, I forgot who it was, the person who was working with um, the Gnosis stuff. I think it was uh, Vista, something Vista, um, and kind of replied to their sweet, uh, tweet by saying that this is, you know, um, kind of in, um, reforming the the cronyism and um, self self um, uh, promotion that, you know, the TradFi system has done and what we kind of want to avoid. And at the time, I kind of, you know, kind of reel that statement back in a little bit but there's definitely some really um questionable and troubling troubling things that are happening here um and i think that we as a you know community really need to put more pressure on these services to act in the best interest of ethereum like you know they they act in the interest of their endowment but i feel like they're kind of like killing the the chicken that lays the golden eggs and trying to get out like one or two extra eggs instead of feeding it and nourishing it and helping it be as good as possible in order to give you eggs for decades and like hopefully centuries to come um, by by promoting Lido to the way that they do um, to gain themselves. I feel like it's uh, doing a massive, uh, massive hindrance to Ethereum and that will only be bad for everyone. So that's definitely something interesting. Go to Reddit if you are interested in some of the comments here and um, see, see what you think of what's being said. 
Okay, next um, I'm going to talk about Holski. So a bunch of uh, Rocket Pool node operators are setting up Holski um, validators they're doing that at the moment. And one of the things that the Holski people are doing, which is really interesting this time, is that they're generating 9,953 9, signed transactions to fund nearly 500,000 accounts on the Holski Telsnet with 1,000 Ether to allow previously active accounts to start hacking or staking on the new Testnet immediately after Genesis on September 15th. So one of the things that happened is that Goli uh, ETH actually started being tradable on the market because um, it was kind of given value by people kind of hoarding it um, and not um, having access to it. So one of the things that they've done here with Holski is try to avoid that by giving um, and kind of airdropping um, HETH to 500,000 of the most active accounts on Ethereum to make sure that you know they can keep using it and there will be a situation where they um, have to buy buy it in the secondary market. So I think that was a really nice thing that's happened. And of course, you know, a bunch of Rocket Pool node operators are getting ready for Holski Genesis, which is awesome to see. Okay, next we have this post from Joe. Um, he says there's a call for participants, but tech, um, um, for uh, tax filing for digital assets. Uh, it says the Mitre Co uh, Corporation, not-for-profit company that operates multiple uh, federally funded research and development centers is conducting research on reducing the burden on the taxpayer and increasing overall tax reporting for digital assets. To inform the research, Mitre is interviewing digital asset investors on methods, needs, and preferences relevant to tax filings. So here it said that they're asking for people to participate in a 60-minute interview session and they'll get a $50 Amazon gift card if they're interested in this. This is the participant, please email web3 at with a message I'm interested in the crypto tax filing study to learn more. Um, and then there's like links. So um, definitely go and check out that if you are interested. That of course is the company that Joe used to work for uh, in the lifetime. Okay, so we covered Mambo-san's issues on rocket fuel Last time, you know, we made a pop and we were sending out support and love. And um, here, you know, um, Mambo-san was giving an update. He said, um, what a night, ended up evacuating yesterday. I think my house and neighborhood is okay, but the fire has eaten up 10,000 acres so far and 0% of it is contained. A town a few miles south of my house is pretty much gone. And there's a picture from an airplane showing the fires that are devastating Mambo-san's community in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's absolutely horrible to see that happening, you know, to a member of our community. Um, and we uh, started some support. Uh, Mambo here said that, you know, um, Jasper said, is it something that you would want on rocket fuel? And Mambo said, if WAC thinks it's appropriate for rocket fuel, then submit away. Um, and um, Mambo then gave up. He had his priorities right. He says he, he was able to set up his node at our friend's house after leaving. So it's still doing its thing, <laughs> which is really great. And of course, you know, um, um, Shifrin, who is totally awesome, um, made a pop saying an active rocket pool community member, Mambo-san, had to evacuate his home due to wildfires. Thankfully, his house is safe. So some support during this tough period. Get a pop Proceeds go to Mambo-san. So there's a, a pop here, Mambo-san.eth supporter. So if you buy the pop then you will be supporting Mambo-san during this tough time for him and his community. Um, however, we ended up getting some good news from Mambo-san a little bit later saying um, my family and i made it back the house is fine and we also got some much needed rain this morning it's good to be home again which was some really wonderful news a few days ago and i'm so happy that mambo was uh, safe you know his family was safe and um, their home was safe but um 
yeah, it's really it's really tough when like members of our community are going through a tough time like this. And um, I really like that so many people came together to kind of like help um, um, help Mambo during this tough time. So um, I'm really glad Mambo's back and doing his thing. And of course, you know, he's back to submitting content for Rocket Fuel, which I absolutely love. So thanks, Mambo. Okay, um, what am I looking at here? I'm not sure, so let's skip it. <laughs> ah, yes, okay. Um, so um, I think what we were looking at was a badly loaded link where uh, Dr. Doofus was talking about a new rocket pool fantasy football. And for you know Europeans out there, this doesn't mean like you know the the football sport where you kick a ball with your foot. It means the football sport where you throw a sh like an oval shaped thing with your hands. So it's not a foot or a ball. But anyway, um, there's a fantasy football. Um, I messed up the link here. So uh, Dr. Doofus was setting up a fantasy football league um, for American football, uh, saying here's the list. Let me know if you're in or not. Um, I know not you is iffy on this, but once we've had eight to ten confirmed, I will ask for email addresses via DM or here if you don't care, so I can invite. And we will then work out the draft time and stakes. So currently they have Waldorf, Schifrin, Noshua, not you, Hackworth, Lithium, Prominence, and No Escape. Um, so if you are interested in um, joining, then um, reach out to Dr. Rufus. I don't know if all the spots are filled yet or not, um, but if they have then um sorry for the late news but if they haven't then you can join the the um, the server and you can play fantasy football with dr doofus and friends ah so here we had some um nice little news from joe um that i'm gonna finish the episode on about um, joe's baby um which of course is proteus so he says that um envisaging Joe's casually discussing custom um, custom hardware for potential node operator usage in hardware. F me sideways, I just had this genius. Oh no, that's not, that's not right. So um, yeah, custom hardware and node operator usage and Joe's like doing the eyes emoji saying, you're spying on me, but Proteus version two potentially thermal concerns at the moment, but we'll get there. So Joe is sharing some news about um, about um, a new version of the Proteus. Um, I'm not sure exactly what will change in this version, uh, but let's see if we have a bit more information here. So um, one of the things that we do have, however, is that 100 Proteus boxes are already out. So Joe has hit that milestone, which is really wonderful to see. Um, and um, I'm, I'm really happy that um, the boxes have gone out and um, people are using them in the wild. Like here's another one. Um, that most of got joined the club today and it was serial number 101 so of course there's 100 boxes that have gone out so congratulations to joe and here's the post from um from hardware saying joe says we have liftoff um so they've been he says through some my heat sinks into the soc ram pmic because i don't have a fan yet looks like you put emmc right into the board which it wants to boot from that's not a bad thing for running an eth node because technically you can just throw Docker onto the NVMe. It does make it easier to run the OS and everything off the NVMe though. Um, anyway, it booted up into your um, um, ambient image. So there's some stuff here happening that I don't really fully understand, 
but um, it's George, George baby right so um, I'm glad that he's doing some really cool stuff with that and um, finally I'm going to finish today's episode with this um, oh wait this is that tax post from earlier right from Joe actually no right at the end of that he um, snuck in a sentence saying anyway I think the second we're having another baby so Joe is having an actual other baby um, so congratulations to Joe and Joe's family um, that's such great news I'm so happy for them uh, and I really hope that um, it's all going well um, I replied by saying um, oh amazing what congrats and Joe says the um, estimated time arrival is um, Jan and Feb and Joe says we've been sitting on the news for a while because we wanted the first trimester to go well and I said I know that feeling well um, of course you know I shared news of um, our second son being born um, unlike you know expecting him um, after the first trimester finished as well because that is the time where um, things are most likely to go wrong um, and um, thankfully unfortunately for both us and Joe it seems like the first trimester has gone well um, Pacha says more future Mercadian system employees uh, Sneaky says heck yeah um, <laughs> Sneaky says employees with quotation marks um, people saying congratulations Joe like Pacha's uh, Dondo, um, Sneaky, um, and of course Dr. Doofus shares um, an emoji with uh, baby baby Joe. <laughs> and Joe replies by saying this comment right here, officer. But lots of people were sharing love with Joe, which of course was lovely. And Bossy says SNG must have a, a rocket fuel bot that auto submits after using a custom emoji. Uh, Sneaky says this is a great idea, be right back. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you um, all. Uh, for putting up with me while I was away. This episode is just, you know, a nice casual one hour and 10, 11 minutes. Um, I'm really sorry, guys, but I am not going to timestamp this episode. Um, I just don't have the bandwidth right now. Just getting this episode out was difficult enough. Um, all the links will be in the description, of course. Um, I love you all. I missed you all. And I'm hoping that I'll be able to record every day for the next, well, almost every day for the next couple of weeks. Um, and hopefully, you know, from the 12th, I'll be back on my normal on my normal rhythm. But anyway, um, thank you all for watching, listening, and being part of this Rocket Fuel community. I will see you all soon. Bye.